to the Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach. Rob F. Switcher. <laughs> um, happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to you, friend. To, to you and to all the users. Yes. Um, and to all the 2015 listeners. Meaning the new, the new, the new users, the yes. old users. We're all, we're all together now. Um, and yeah, the, uh, the users of legacy present, the users of legacy past and the users of legacy future, and, yes, which is future kind of listeners. a, that's a, which is kind of a, an oxymoron of sorts, right? Who are probably listening to this right now in the past. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I like that. So, um, this is episode 160. Boy. Okay. Wow. Wow. It's a, it's our 160th anniversary. Jeez. You look good. Uh, you look very robust. I've got- by, by, by ro- robust, I mean, you've, you've, you has a be Okay. It's been two months. Yes. Has it, I wonder if I've seen you in between those two months. though. Well, I, think, I haven't right? seen you definitely before the last episode. I didn't see you at all because I was sick. Yeah. So it's definitely been a month since I've seen yeah, you. Yeah. It's been a month at least. But um, Rob has a beard now, mm-hmm. and he's also wearing a shirt, which we'll talk about in a, in a little bit. Right. But that your shirt makes you look kind of more robust as well. I mm. feel like mm. by robust, it just you, you just seems like some sort of strong, kind of manly beard man. Well, yes, that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, Although I will say that your beard is is groomed in such a way that it. Some of it's it's groomed in such a way that actually part of your beard your beard actually looks in some ways. Um, partially like fake in a way <laughs> it is 100 percent. it is um groomed and what is called lined up uh-huh so it is shaved in such a way where everything is detailed yeah and those details make it look like you might rip it off at the end of the episode as a joke as a right. as a gag right and tricked me the whole well, because time because no nobody's beard looks like this regularly when you came in here, I thought, oh, this, you look like, this is a different, this is a new you, you know? This is a new year for a new, <laughs> new you. New year, new me. Yeah. Right. But, um, but anyway, um, you know, yeah. So, how was your holiday? My holiday was good. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. I'm trying to grow, um. Beards? The beard. And... Trying to grow a Gilius Thunderhead beard. What's that? Golden X. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. But nobody's beard looks like this. The way I'm wearing it right now, mm-hmm. the way I'm wearing it, it's it's freshly groomed. I because I just got out of work, so mm-hmm. before I left, I had it shaved. Oh, you wanted to groom it for us? Today. Yes, absolutely. For the users, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it looks it looks a little dangerous the way this way. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and we'll get to that. We'll get later, to that. Yeah, like we'll get to that. Episode. Yeah, but I, in order to grow a, a golden axe beard, uh, the dwarf character, in golden <laughs> yeah, axe, yeah, yeah. I, I just can't do. I don't have it in me. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I would love to grow a thick beard like that. Yeah, but it's just not in the cards. Yeah. Well, maybe one day. Maybe next year. Maybe. <laughs> 2016. I just got to keep getting those magic potions. I think just, just gotta keep beating get, up, keep kicking those little, those little whatever. With the, whatever with the more are. potions you get, the more robust you become. Right, right. Those are robust potions. What are those little elves? The, the little thieves. Thieves. Just gotta yeah. keep beating up thieves and yeah. getting potions. Yeah, that's it. 
So the, the holidays were good. Yeah. And did you, did we, you see what's on the table? I did. Well, I saw it when you came in. Okay. And I got excited because it looks like a package. It is a package. Yeah. This is right. Looking, right. Well. Right. Exactly. It's, it's kind of exciting, isn't so it? So I'm thinking we this should open a, this up now on the air. Well, if you do, you want to open it now? Sure. It's the top of the show business. This seems like top of the show business. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. Well, just stretch for time right now. Let me get let me get my uh, my opening kit here. Oh, you got an opening kit. Oh, are you taking out Strider? Or are you taking out Lightning Force? Uh oh. Oh wow. All right. Oh, oh, it's something completely different. Actually, I thought you were going to take out one of your cutting your sh shaving utensils. No, those are for shaving. These are for opening. Patches. So he, Rob took out this survival knife. Is that what you would call this? What game? What game does this look like? It appears in Rambo. Boom! There it is. That's very good. <laughs> Rambo knife. Look so this that. is this is a package. This is a, a Christmas package from. Uh, Keyglyph, who's a, a, a staff member at the at the Legacy Music Hour, and if I was ever, f for some reason, stranded out in the wild, guess what? I can open any package. I get any <laughs> gifts I get mm -hmm. out in the jungle, yeah. in the wilderness, or that you find. I got it handled. <laughs> yeah, with my that's good with my knife. So it's not really a survival knife; it's more of a package knife. A uh, survival package. package survival package open. Yeah, surviving right. package opening. And then it goes back into the sheath. See. Oh wait, you still got a piece left though, or you don't care about that? Oh, I'll just rip that. We'll oh, you just use my beard oh, strength. Wow, he's beard strength right beard. there. Just <laughs> use beard strength. <laughs> okay, hold on. Oh man, oh, oh dirt. That's some some poppers right there. Save that for later. Oh, there's a there's a note. Oh, snip. All right. Oh, the, the wax. Okay. Oh, the wax. All right, maybe that will will read. We'll read later. Right? Okay. I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know. I kind of think we should do it on the air. Okay, maybe so. Oh, look, that's for you. Okay, so there's a package for me and a oh, package for this Rob. This one's for me. This one says Rob. Okay, wow. Does yours have one exclamation mark on it? Yes, it does. Okay, so I'm going to say it the way it's written. Rob! Yeah, mine says Brent. Okay, very good. Very good. All right. I, so, I kind of feel we should read that. You want to read the, let's card, read the first. card first? Okay, fine. Okay. First of all, it's on just on the front of the envelope, it says Sup, guys. Sup guys. Sup typed. guys. Typed. typed. Very nice. And exclamation points. So that should be read. Sup guys. Okay, here we go. I almost pulled out my knife again, but I don't think it's necessary for this. No, the way you do this is you. Oh, you should do it. You do it. Really? I don't want to rip it. Well, the way I would open up something like this, where it's it's sealed by the wax, um, I I would cut the top actually probably. You know, like letter opener style maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know actually. Oh. All right. Okay. Don't read it to yourself. No, no, I, loud. I, I just, okay. All right. You ready? Oh, you want me to read it? Yes. All right. Here we go. To the cheeky, cheeky boys. What's the date? What's the date on it? 12, 18, 2014. Okay. But I think intended for right. the 25th. I right. Think. Merry Christmas from the frozen East. Hmm. I'm going to tell you both straight up that the enclosed gifts were not on either of your wish lists, but that's because they're handmade. Intrigued? Terrified? Either way, I hope you get some enjoyment out of them. There's a note enclosed with each present explaining its rationale, but I think most of my reasoning will be self-evident. Have fun in the sun. Oh, of course. Keyglyph. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to open mine right now. All right, we'll go with yours first. Since this, since this is episode 160, you go first. Oh, okay. 
It's a lot of packaging. Mm. Let me read this note first right here. But what if they're meant to just be for us, not for everyone to listen to, you know? I think it's understood that's part of it. All right. This is just everyone's Okay, in. all right. The users, <laughs> the, the... There's no secrets. There's no secrets of the users, right? No, no. No secret of mana. Mm. Another wax. What does the front say? Rob F. Switch. Okay. Okay, hold on. Oh, snip. The Switch. As you can see, you now own your very own Rhinex. It's even got some craws. Claws? Already. Because those things are pretty much essential for any good run at saving the galaxy. I decided, I decided while I was making these that they had to be magnets. Doing them this way means you can stage your own starfighting maneuvers on kitchen appliances, whiteboards, gym equipment, or whatever else you can think of. And should you choose to stick them on your refrigerator, it means you can refer to it forever after as the Thunder Fridge. <laughs> I thought this might appeal to you. Enjoy and Merry Christmas. This is, look at that. That You recognize that, don't you? That's from Lightning Force, Light, right? Or thun Lightning Force, Thunder Force 4. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> that is awesome. That is an absolute replica well, right Describe there. what it is exactly. This is... It's a, well, it's a mag. They're magnets. But they're made out of... Um, uh, like a sort of the, some kind of what is it bead bead material type thing but it's the it's the lightning force aka thunder force 4 spaceship with the spinning claw around it I guess I'm just supposed to spin it around like that yeah right I can do that on the refrigerator <laughs> yeah but this is very of course and it will be known as the thunder fridge mm -hmm. that is very nice thank you very much Keyglyph I will display this with pride this is beautiful I love this Okay, now you. All right, here we go. I'm gonna open this package. You got almost as much packaging as I did. All right. All right, here's, should I go with my note first? Yes. All right, this just says Brent Weinbach on the top. All right, Brent, here's a bit of video game cross-stitching. Oh, and I think that's meant to be read, stitching, I think. Oh, right, I think right, it's right. meant to okay. be, it's, I just, I don't know, it's in all caps and it, it just seems. I think so. All right, uh, here's a bit of video game cross-stitching just for you. The obvious, bit, the obvious bit is that I picked a Secret of Mana theme because you love that game so much, but there's a little more to it than that. You seem to really love Christmas, so I knew from the start that I wanted to make you an ornament. Oh, okay. The other thing is that I wanted to pick something related to your Secret of Mana Christmas karaoke, and with Flammy being the hero of that story, he seemed the obvious choice. I hope it's not too late to get Flammy involved in some Christmas tree situation. Oh, and although I was very mindful while making this, I do own a cat, so don't rub the ornament directly in your eyes or anything. Merry Christmas, Keyglyph. Nice. And so this is a Christmas ornament, Christmas tree ornament of, uh, I'm going to open this and 
of Flammy from Secret of Mana. And, oh, this is, no, they're not, it's not beads, it's, um, there's, it's a, oh, it's stitch, it's a stitching. Oh, no, no, no. Stitching! It's, yeah, <laughs> no, was yours stitched, or yes, was yours bead? Yes, look at that. Oh, it is, okay, so this is like a sort of stitched uh -huh. situation, actually. Um, so this is very cool, and, um, I don't have a tree to hang this up on at, well, anymore. Uh -huh. I mean, and I, well, I, yeah. But I will next year. Yes. This coming, this year, that is. Hey, actually. that'd make a pretty nice earring right and, now, um, though, actually. Real talk. Yeah, and I can just, and also I can, hey, it doesn't need to be Christmas to, uh, put ornaments on things, no, you know? No, absolutely um, not. Like you mentioned, the ear, mm -hmm. uh, or it could be, do you have pierced ears? No, I do not. Oh, because I could have hung it up on, on my own Rob F. Switch for, for, uh, for <laughs> Valentine's Day or something. And, uh... You know, do you have anything pierced at all? Unfortunately, no, I do not. Okay, yeah. No. Well, um, I can probably just uh, hang this on something of yours at one, one, one point. I don't think um, I can pull off the pierced look, unfortunately. Really? Well, no. not with this. The look you have going on right now, I think so, actually. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. With, this, hanging... with the groomed beard and this shirt that you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> Studio Trevor knows what I'm talking about. I, he's, he's agreeing <laughs> with me right here. You can't see him. He's agreeing. You know, I think, I think Gabe's getting on board, too, actually. The Gabe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I gotta find, I will find somewhere to hang this, actually, even though it's, um, yeah, I mean, and then, uh, and then eventually it will fly its way over to, uh, Christmas tree yes. by the end of the I'd year. Like, I'd like to see so that. this is nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for this gift. We'll take pictures of these later. All right. Wonderful. Well, that's cool. Wow. That's it's, great. It's still Christmas here. Christmas <laughs> was over, what, a week and a half ago, but hey, it's still Christmas. It's still Christmas. Like, yeah. Like music hour. Yeah. Um, so, all right, should we, let's get to today's topic. Yes. All right. Um, so it's episode 160, and um, this is a topic idea that we've had for a long time but never did, adapted music. So uh, this is, it's all music that is, uh, was, that preexisted before it was on the game that in which it appears. So, uh, you know, a lot of games use, if it's based on a movie, they'll use the, a theme from the movie. And we've always called, we, we have never allowed stuff that was adapted from something that was pre-existing because we wanted the music to be purely video game music written for video games and originally found in video games. But today's episode is going to be not that. It's going to be music that had existed and they adapted and either rearranged or uh, did some sort of variation on to make it fit into uh, or be appropriate to a video game. So we, we've referred to this. If we, We've accidentally played some of this music before um, on the podcast, not knowing it existed from a TV show or whatever. Yes. And we've always deemed it illegal or not legal. Um, so it, not only is today's episode adapted music but it also could be called the illegal episode because these are illegal tracks or tracks that would right. would normally be legal on other episodes which and you you seem to dress up for the occasion well, i did i got i did get dressed up for the occasion i'm wearing a narc shirt that was a narc shirt that was sent to us do you remember the user who sent us i don't this? remember the user that's, unfortunately. that's bad we should know that um but yeah. um uh, I'll f we'll figure that out hopefully, um, and but the the shirt it's a long sleeve T shirt, mm -hmm. right? And it makes you look kind of I don't know, kind of swole. Kind of swole. This, you know what you've said that to me before, 
where you, in, in previous episodes, yeah. I think it might have been over 50 episodes ago, I walked in and you said, you're looking kind of swole. Those, that's yeah, your, those yeah, were your yeah, exact yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. You get the beard, mm-hmm. your hair's longer. Yes. Yeah, you're just swolled out tonight. Yes. Today. Tonight and today. Um, so, anyway, you've got the narc shirt on. Right. Because it, it's, the, it's it's illegal. Yes. <laughs> I'm feeling dangerous. I'm telling you. But I think the beard adds a little bit of edge that was missing before. Mm-hmm. And that's going to define the switch. Yeah. Switch, my, my, I might be changed to Rob F. Switch Blade. <laughs> okay. Wow. Rob F. Switch Blades of Steel. I don't know. Oh, oh Blades of Steel. Blades of wow. Steel. Okay. Switch Blades. Of Sounds steel. kind of too, a little too sporty, maybe, with that one. I don't know. I'm just. But, but no, yeah. Switch Blade. I'm I'm, it out. Yeah, hey. You know, well, you had that knife earlier. It's not a oh, Switch right. Blade, no, but it was, no, a, it was no. a blade. What about me? What's my legal name? Actually, I'm the narc. <laughs> oh, you should You're be. You're the, the narc. criminal. I'm the narc. Right, right. I, people thought I was a narc, actually, when I was. I don't know. I hope I haven't said this already on the podcast, but when I was in high school, people thought I was a narc. I guess because I, I seemed like the kind of person who was, I seemed older. Yes. But people thought I was, I don't know the, I don't know what it was, but it was the way I acted. I, I guess I didn't act my age or something. Mm-hmm. And people thought I was a narc. And then, I, and then when I was in college, actually, this one, this, this other guy thought I was a narc also. Okay. I mean, he was kind of crazy though right. also, but, right. but anyway, um, so I'm the, so, all right. Well, anyway, um, I guess you could say I'm kind of a police officer, but since this episode is 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 we're playing illegal tracks, I'm kind yes. of a shady police officer oh, okay. allowing illegal happenings to happen in this episode. Okay. 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 So I I guess let's just get started. Oh, can I say this too real quick? Yes. Um I wanted to just give some honorable men- honorable mentions mm-hmm. that I'm not gonna play on the episode. Okay. But um Parodius Da uh that that has these really wacky renditions of classical music, mm-hmm. and um, I just I'm not playing anything from that game, but I just those those were I mean those are those could have been fun you know for the episode these wacky renditions of classical music and they they would have been appropriate for this episode. Mm. Also, I just realized I have a note here. Somebody in the comment section of of the website asked for more smooth jazz recommendations mm-hmm. and just real quick uh i wanted to just um uh to i wanted to recommend some some smooth jazz um artists oh, yeah, please um joe sample check out joe sample mm-hmm. okay he's a pianist and um check out an album called carmel um david benoit okay he's a, another pianist and um you know like some people would just think his stuff is not good because it's too um I don't know. It doesn't have. Uh, it's too vanilla or something. Mm. I like him. I think he's good. He's, I think he's talented. He's a good improviser. Love vanilla. <laughs> Bobby Lyle is another person to check out. Another pianist. Um, uh, and uh, th- and and then also here's a, just a response to the user Zmet. Um, he recommended George Duke in the comics comment section. And I'm I'm not sure George. I would classify George Duke as smooth jazz. I think he's kind of more funk and fusion. Um, maybe, you know, maybe there's some smooth aspects to George Duke, I guess. But anyway, those are just some recommendations I wanted to put out put out there. All right, let's let's get into it. Okay, I'm going to start off first of all. You know what? Let me get into an honorable mention as well. Oh, okay. I initially was going to go with Mama's Family Three. <laughs> Bubba Bust Big, <laughs> Bubba Bust Big, uh-huh. Mama's Family Three, because there was a lot of good tracks from the TV show. Yeah, 
I think in a previous honorable mention, I did Mama's Family. This is Mama's Family 3. And they used the Mama's Family theme. Right. And you wanted to use right, the actual right. Mama's Family theme. Okay. Right. And this one did a great variation, but I just, uh, I thought maybe, maybe next time. So I'm going to start off with a track from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Okay. So this is the, uh, I imagine you're going to play the theme song that was used for the TV show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, and uh, Nintendified. Nintendified yeah. from 1990, mm-hmm. Capcom title. Mm-hmm. I guess the composer wouldn't be. Uh, it's not the composer that you. Harumi Fujita. No, that's the arranger. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but uh, I, 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 went, I looked up all the composers for my tracks, like mm-hmm. the original composers. Oh, okay. Stuff, so I'll be, and we can, and we will list the composer on the track listing on the site uh, for this game, well, for this, for the show. It's Walt Disney. Walt Disney composes <laughs> pretty much. So well, Walt Disney pretty much did. It. He did all the music for every Disney thing in, in the tone in you know, until, until the nineties, until the two okay. thousands. So title track from Chippendale rescue Rangers. the title track from chip and dale rescue rangers and uh here i'll get that going again here and that is yeah see here's classic game and here's what's i think what's kind of neat about this episode is to see how the pieces were rearranged you know to fit the nintendo yes As this was playing, you kind of played along with it as if it was a violin. You kind of air violin. That beginning, it. yes, yeah. air violin. Yeah, yes. Actually, viola. I, can did you can you tell it was a viola? A viola? Yes. No. Oh, did you hear that little dig 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 dig? That's something that you wouldn't hear on the actual theme on the actual TV show theme. Let's see if they do it again here. Well, okay. Okay, here's your here's your viola right here. There it is. Yes. It, it almost sounds like an electric violin, you know, like a Jean-Luc Ponty. Listen to this part right here. It didn't. It didn't do the part that I was thinking of. Oh, maybe there was. I, maybe I talked over just now. But there was like a little digga digga digga, which you. I, I don't think you would hear in the original piece. So uh, it's kind of interesting to hear how things are adapted and so forth. You know. 
I have Mark Mueller as the composer of the lyrics. Okay. I mean, the writer. Of the the writer of the, I don't know if he did the music, mm-hmm. but the performers of the music I have, uh, the Jets. Oh, the Jets. And Jeff, Jeff Pachetto. Pachetto. Okay. <laughs> I think. All right. Did you did you like did you watch that show? No, no. But I know, uh, the song is iconic. Who doesn't know that song? Yeah, you know it's. You hear that song, you know it's time to watch these these guys rescue. You, you watch the, well me. I mean, you you go you you hear that song. You think you, it's time to go to Las Vegas and watch the uh, live all male review. Oh right, <laughs> right absolutely. Um, all right, so next up, I'm going to play a something that's from a cartoon as well. Okay? Okay. Um, this is music from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And um, we're going to hear a track called Fire. It's got two ex- exclamation points. Um, exclamation points, exclamation marks. Marks? No, points. Points? Points. Marks. Exclamation point. Yeah, exclamation point. Exclamation mark. Exclamation point, yeah. And, um, but this is, uh, this is taken from the, the, uh, the TV show title theme. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles title theme music from the TV show, the cartoon. And, um, this, actually, this almost doesn't even count for this episode because I feel like it's, it actually is pretty different but then i think it was too similar that i would i wouldn't have been able to play it on a regular episode okay you know but um but it actually kind of does take its own spin on on the the title theme so okay. uh, this is fire from teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the arcade game from the nintendo entertainment system and this is music composed by chuck Lorre. this is interesting i just found i found this out looking this up but chuck Lorre supposedly composed the music to this the, the to the tv show theme mm-hmm. Chuck Lorre is like creates made big TV shows now. He's a he. I think he did the, the does the Big Bang Big Bang Theory, right? He created the Big Bang Theory, and what else did he create? Roseanne. Which one, Roseanne? Roseanne, maybe. I mean, he's he's a major player in TV, mm-hmm. and it's interesting that he did the theme song to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So Chuck Lorre, Dennis Challen Brown. Okay, those are the okay. So those are the composers of the music for the TV show. It was arranged for the Nintendo by, actually no, it was arranged for the arcade by Matsuhiko Izumi and Miki Higashino, and then that was ported to the Nintendo by uh, Y Mano and Kozo Nakamura. So lots of people involved in this um, adaptation mm. of the uh, title theme. Here we go, Fire.
This is Fire from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, music like arranged for the Nintendo by Kozo Nakamura and Y Mano, which was ported from the arcade version, arranged by Matsuhiko Izumi and Miki Higashino, which was taken from the TV show, composed by Chuck Lorre and Dennis Chalin Brown. And and it's it's actually kind of different from the TV show theme, but a lot of it is the same, though. Yeah. Heroes in a Half Shell. Yeah. Turtle Power. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But it's good, though. I, I just, this is a good track. Very though. good. Yeah. This is, this is where it gets a lot more like the TV show theme. But then there's stuff like this, which is not in the TV show, I feel like. It's interesting. It, it, that was almost an illegal track, but it, it's very gray, gray line because it's not quite a legal track. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't legal enough to be on a regular episode. It was. But it, was just, it was just illegal enough it to was be almost, on this on this episode. But it was almost too legal to be illegal. <laughs> yeah. Too. Too. Yeah. Yes. Too illegal to be. It was too legal to, to be, be Ill- illegal. Almost. Almost too legal. Almost. To be illegal, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I know. Interesting. You, you might have even had to create a third type of episode for this track. Right. Just right. for this track, yeah? Right. The shortest episode ever. Yeah. I will be moving on to California Games. By the way, I just want to mention, you know, see, that, that was a Konami track. Konami just knows how to do it right, by the way. All right, but go on. Okay. Okay, go on. California Games, you said? California Games. Yeah. Well, Nintendo and, and, Entertainment uh, System. And, I know where you're going with this. You know this track? Louie Louie, right? The original song written by Richard Berry. Chuck Berry. No, no, okay. Richard Berry. Okay. Made famous by the Kingsman later on. Oh, okay. Okay. So here is... What? That that's the, that's that's the track I'm playing. What, Louis 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 okay. Louis Louis <laughs> Louis Louis. Yes. And and how is it described? And what is this for? Is this for what? Links. Nintendo Nintendo Services. Okay. And on NES. Do you, do you know? And it, what is it? And where is it used in the game? Well, that I don't. I'm assuming this is the title, title screen. Track. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Which I think would be a good track for the the uh, California games. Yeah. Okay. You know, you're thinking, I got to California. Want to play some V ball. Want to roller skate a little bit? I want to listen to Louie Louie a little bit. Louie (laughs) Louie. Yes. Okay. Thank you. 
California Games. And Louie Louie. Title screen. Yes. It's a track that's known just by just... Everyone knows that track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a break. Every Californian knows it. I don't know about the other states. Yes, yes. Classic... Uh, 50s, 60s up my, era song. If you grew, if you grew up in California, you you grew up on this song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't know why I said Chuck Berry. I, I, for mm. some reason, maybe I I had heard the name Richard Berry before or something and thought right. Chuck Berry. Right. I don't know. But the Kingsman, though. Yeah. I was, I, you know, my other honorable mention. I was going to do uh, Twister, the game, <laughs> Twister. But uh, based Ford. on the Bill Paxton. Uh, box office smash? No, no, no. Do you know that uh, Helen that Hunt? game where you put your hand on the yeah, yeah, yeah. twister, yeah, on the on yeah, the Bill thing? Paxton, yeah, Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, yeah. right? So you you, that you, was... you put your you get you have to get in funky comp body combinations with Helen Hunt, right? Well, that was for Game Boy. That that was that game was for Game Boy, uh-huh. and and it was Chubby Checker's twist was was, was oh, be oh oh okay Chubby Checker yes okay, but yeah. I thought let's do this one. Why not give the Kingsman their due? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Richard Barrett. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move on to a Super Famicom game that we've heard before on the podcast Super Back to the Future 2. And um, we've heard some original compositions from this game. Um, with, which is music composed by Hitoshi Sakamoto. For the track we're going to hear now, we're going to hear Hitoshi Sakamoto's adaptation of Alan Silvestri's uh, main theme music from the Back, the Back to the Future movies. And um, in the game, it's round 2-1. Um, and as I mentioned before, this was a game that I acquired over the past year uh, when we were on hiatus. And um, it's not the best game, but the music is really good. And uh, the graphics are cool too, and I mean the game's okay, but um, but uh, yeah, this is Alan Silvestri's main theme, and it's he does a sort of Latin version of it, as you'll see. So this is music adapted by uh, and arranged by Hitoshi Sakamoto, round two one from Super Back to the Future two for the Super Famicom. <laughs> From Super Back to the Future 2 for the Super Famicom music um, arranged and adapted by uh, Hitoshi Sakamoto from Alan Silvestri's uh, theme music from Back to the Future. This is round 2-1. And uh, like I said, this is Latin version. 
listen to this. So all kinds of Latin percussion stuff going yes, on. Yes. This part's good right here. Listen to this. The whistle. Boom. That's just so funny. And if you hear the whistle, it's like, you know, and then you hear this, the bass come in and go. I mean, you've never, you've never heard, you've never heard the Back of the Future thing like this before, right? No. Listen to how the bass is kind of doing funky things too. Wow. Yeah, wow. I like how it's, it's, I don't know, it sounds like, I don't know, is it playing timbales or something like that? Whoa! All right. Moving along, I, I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going to go to the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. And I will be playing Introduction from the game The Terminator. Mm, okay. And then this is from composer Brad Fidel, Fidel. I don't know how you pronounce that. Is that the, that's the, the original, the, the original composer? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic track, iconic. Mm-hmm. The Terminator. Terminator, Introduction, Sega Genesis, by composer Brad Fidel. Yeah, F- yeah, Fidel, maybe. And and arranged uh, and adapted by none other than Matt Furness. Hit that track again. Ooh, I like a nice, a nice, I think, uh, rendition of it. You know? Yes, absolutely. I, love, I like the, the synth sounds here. 
Listen to how the kind of the stereo effect too is cool. Listen to these interesting textures here, you know? Those, man, those drums when they come in. Mm. Hey, I got goosebumps. I'll no, tell you what. It's, it's cool. This is a cool, this is a cool arrangement, I feel like. Just with this, these different sounds. It's so, yeah. Listen to all that. That's great. Yeah. That is, I love that. It, I th- it's I, iconic. I thought it was really funny that before we started this track, there was a spider <laughs> crawling around on the table, and we had to we had to terminate it. <laughs> we had to terminate it. But we didn't have to. But um, I, it was I, I I preferred that it was terminated. Well, look for for us to hear this, for, listen to this track. To if its, we wanted if we don't want the the spiders to rise up against us. <laughs> They have to be checked, and that's what we did. So uh, we just we squashed the John Connor spiders. Yeah, that's um, that's the true um, true talk of a true narc <laughs> or, or something. Yeah. Right, right. Up next, we're going to hear from a shogi game. I discovered this when we were doing the board game episode. Shogi is a, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, you know, it's a board game of sorts, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's like Chinese, ch- no, not Chinese, yeah, Chinese chess or something like that, or Japanese chess or something like that, I think. Shogi, yeah. I think that's what it's known as. I've, we've heard, yeah, Japanese chess, ch- Japanese chess. Um, so this is, this, the game is called, it's a Super Famicom game. Um, it's called Hayazashi Nidan. Morita Shogi. And um, it uses this track in the title sequence, but also it seems to use it during the gameplay as well. Um, and it's in the track listing on the game, it's it's actually titled by its original um, title, which is The Sea in Spring. Okay. Um, it seems to be a sort of um, Japanese classical sort of piece of some sort. Um, it was written in 1929, and uh, the composer is Michio Miyagi, um, The Sea in Spring. And I think it, apparently that's uh, a fairly well-known Japanese classical piece of music, I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah, from 19, 1929. And pretty much, I, I, I have to say that there's, there's not really anything uniquely uh done to this track that you know for this game it's pretty much i think the way it would sound in real life for the most part so i don't know you can hear it for yourself the sea and spring from hayazashi nidan morita shogi for the super famicom
This is the Sea in Spring from Hayazashi Nidan Morita Shogi for the Super Famicom, music composed by Michio Miyagi. And um, yeah, this is, it's, I would say, kind of a new agey kind of piece as well, right? Oh, yes, most yeah. deaf. I like this part where it kind of gets kind of intense at a certain point here. Right, yeah, Very yeah. Intense, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I find it fascinating that you this you knew that this would be an illegal track. I never would have guessed. I, you know, I oh, no, almost wasn't. I was almost going to play this either on a New Age episode or on the board game episode itself, and then I I kind of started looking into it, and I guess I guess I, I listened to it and I thought to myself, this could actually be a real track. I mean, this could be pre-existing music. And I don't know how. Oh, I just I looked up what it was titled here, the Sea in Spring, and I ended up finding out that it was, you know, that it was it was an actual piece of music. Right. I guess it just sounded like it to me that this could be, you know, and maybe that's also why I'm playing it on this episode is that even though it's not that unique from the original version, I like the track, and I would never have found out about it unless I had listened to it in the video okay. game soundtrack. Okay. You know? <laughs> I, I, I breathed all of that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of meditative, but also... In, I, I kind of feel like when we were listening to this track in the beginning, it was inducing a lot of bowing between us. Yes. <laughs> I just felt it. Yeah. It just came, uh, it came naturally. I mean, once you start, once you bow, you can't stop. be moving on to another Sega Genesis track this one is from Earthworm Jim 2 okay I know where this is going I think Sega Genesis mm-hmm. now the composer oh, no, I don't know where this is going actually the composer for the most of the soundtrack is Tommy, Tommy Tallarico, Tallarico but this particular track yeah is a little something different mm-hmm. let me see if you recognize it. it's just, it's pretty it's a pretty well known track Okay. The name of this particular track he named See Jim Run, Run Jim Run. Okay.
Earthworm Jim 2 Sega Genesis See Jim Run Run Jim Run Um So is this like a Bach piece or something? Beethoven Oh it's Beethoven okay. Moonlight Sonata Third Movement Oh really? Wow Okay You had it all Mapped out That one yeah, I I remember this Track from Listening to the soundtrack I think From whenever we first played it And I knew it was illegal uh-huh, like that, But yeah. I just thought I really like that I think he included that in there Yeah and in the actual game, I watched gameplay footage. Mm. It's, it's pretty cool to yeah. play a video game to classical music. Mm-hmm. It's I actually really like it. What's interesting is it almost sounds like in the right in the right channel, it's it's the right hand, and in the left channel, it's yes. the left hand. You know? Yes, I just I, yeah, I, I didn't realize that until you you mentioned that right now. Yeah, but I mean, you can't hear that right now. It's not as apparent, but well, in other parts of it, it definitely sounds like yeah. Right now, kind of. No, no, right there, definitely. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Hey, so you had asked me before we play this track. You said, "Don't forget to tell us the meanings." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Of your previous of your tracks. Yeah. Previous. Yeah. Last month. You s- said there was a meaning behind each track or something like that, or there was a reason why you picked them or something. Well, just about never... almost every track. Almost every track. The, I just, you know, I have certain reasons for picking tracks. Okay. I listen to the episode, and I'm kind of flattered you think I'm sophisticated enough <laughs> that I would pick tracks for the reasons that you guys said. Mm-hmm. I think in one of the tracks you guys said, well, timing is similar to the other oh, one. So you listen to the episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You see, the, the timing is similar to the other one. Yeah, so yeah. I think perhaps he's just making, you know, it's the timing of that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I told you, I told you, right, even though I was sick, I told you, it's it's not anything profound. Uh-huh. I said, but there's reasons why I picked, you know, you know me. <laughs> one of them you picked right, right on the money. Oh, really? Wow. And that was, I'll tell you, hold on, let's pull up that track list. Okay. Hold on a second here. But yeah, you got one, and then um, um, someone had said, "I bet the the answers are just so obvious; they're just right there. We're not even looking at it." Uh-huh. And I thought, "Yeah, yeah, it's." But let's just let's just let me let me go through that track list here, and I'll tell you. Well, the first the first track I played was the Streets of Rage, yeah, track. and. I mean, it's going to sound kind of cheesy now, but I mean, <laughs> think about the state of where where the country was during that week. The streets were full of rage. Okay. Riots. There uh-huh. were protests going on all okay, over the that, country. Okay, that's the reason why. Okay. Let's see. Okay. There it is. Okay. And that, I, I, I got to tell you, I'll tell you off air another story that, that reminds me of, <laughs> of a play I did of a guy who always wanted to mention kind of things that were just inappropriate but it was I kind of wanted to tie into that story uh-huh. well I'll just tell you the story now this I, I did this play and it was kind of a comedic play uh-huh. and the director at the time before every show if there was a national disaster he would approach the main star of the show yeah. I, I just had a minor role in it yeah. and he would say I think before the show starts you need to mention the tragedy <laughs> and you just need to say that you're dedicating the performance to them 
and it was a comedic play. Yeah. And the the guy said, "No, I'm not going to do that. That just doesn't make any sense. This is a comedic play." And they always butted heads, but he did that at least three or four times during over the course of the last few years. And there were always there was always a national tragedy. Uh huh. And he would always just bring it up before every show and say, "I think you need to mention this." So I was trying to channel him, and because the streets were full of rage, I wanted to mention it. Mention it, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Then I had Lord of the Sword. Uh, well, do you want me to? Do, uh, I think maybe we keep coming back to okay, this list okay. after each track. Right, maybe. Right. How does that sound? Okay. Should we like move on to another track yes, and then yes. we'll go back, come back to Lord of the Sword? Yes. I'm real interested in what Lord of the Sword meant. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not but, anything. Right, look, look, you look, might, look. Are you going to be very disappointed? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think so. Actually, I think I bet you I'm not going to. I bet you I'm going to be not disappointed. All right. Let, let's here. Let's let's get into this other track here. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to move on to a Super Famicom game, another Super Famicom game. This is Snoopy Concert, which we've heard from in the past, and I I late realized at a certain point that there's not a single piece of original music in in the soundtrack. It's all taken from different um, Peanuts specials, and um, you know, but so I, I but I accidentally I thought some of them were, were original, and I played them on the the podcast, and then mm-hmm. users noticed that they were actually taken from from peanut specials. Um, but, um, this one's obvious. Um, I'm going to play, uh, a track that's in the game called high in the treetops. And, um, but it's, it's the Linus and Lucy theme. Okay. You know, the classic peanuts, the most well-known peanuts theme. But the funny thing about this one is that this is the version of, of Linus and Lucy, Lucy, not done by Vince Guaraldi, who's the composer of the of, of Linus and Lucy. This is the version as performed by David Benoit, who is one of the smooth jazz smooth jazz pianists that I mentioned at the beginning okay. of the show. Yes, I find that so peculiar that this game would use that they would even know about the David Benoit version actually. Um, but they used it's it's clearly the David Benoit version because there's just things that happen in it that are totally. If you listen to the David Benoit version of Linus and Lucy, this they just copy the same thing. They use the same things. For example, um, you know Linus and Lucy when it goes da 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 da. Well, okay, in the David Benoit version, it he repeats that twice. So it goes da 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 da, and then he does it again da da da. Da, da, da. and i like that i like that it repeats that and and I, I play the piano whenever i play the piano and i play linus and lucy i repeat it you know because i yes. think that's it sounds good to repeat it um so it's so i think it's so weird that this game uses the david benoit version of linus and lucy in it i think it also uses a non-david benoit version also but anyway i think that's really strange so D- linus and lucy originally composed by vince Guaraldi, um it's arranged this this is an arrangement by David Benoit and adapted and kind of arranged again, I guess, by Monaco Hamano for this game, Snoopy Concert for the Super Famicom. High in the treetops. And this is a good version of I, this is a good version of Linus and Lucy, I think. Okay. I mean okay, here we go.
This is music from Snoopy Concert. Um, music kind of arranged and adapted for the uh, Super Famicom by Monaco Hamano. Uh, arranged by David Benoit and originally composed by Vince Guaraldi from the Peanuts series and Linus and Lucy. <laughs> and, I like uh, that. Yeah, this is... It's interesting to me. I, it's so interesting to me because... Actually, I would almost... It's, I would say it's almost even kind of funkier than the David Benoit version, but it's it's definitely the David Benoit version. And, uh, yeah, just, it's it's a, it's a good version. I think, I just, I'm playing this just because I've, I've thought it was just pretty cool that they used the David Benoit version in this game, you know? Oh, do you hear how it repeated, by the way? It, it repeated the da-da-da. Listen to this right here. I like that it's using a sort of synthesizer sound, too, for this, you know? That's good. I like that. I like how it's... That's so good, you know? It's that bass is going... Boom, 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 boom. Listen to the bass. Dun, dun, dun. That's good, yeah. It's good. This is good. This is groovy. This is... And then, yeah. Also, I like how it ends, too. It's... That's good right there. I love that. You see this part right here? Yeah. It's almost like 90s sitcom. Mm. Oh. It's kind of a... It's, it it let, lets you down easy at the end, but it still goes funky, though. Yeah. So that's very funky. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like that right there. Boom, 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 boom. That was good right there. It reminds there. me of um, that Will Smith sitcom. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Fresh Peanuts of Bel-Air. <laughs> Peanuts. Yes. Right, watch this. Here comes that part that I like. Repeats it twice. Watch here it comes. Watch here it comes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Watch this. Does it again. Dun. Oh no, not not this time. It does it late on the, on the next time. Oh, hold on. I just want to. I just want to. One more time on the repeat. Dun dun dun. Like real quick. Here it comes. What's this? I like that how it repeats that. The the original Vince Guaraldi version doesn't do that. Anyway. Anyway, this is good. I think it's, it's good. Snoopy concert. Snoopy concert got all it has every it pretty much has every peanuts has every peanuts um uh any peanuts music that you want to hear, it's all in Snoopy concert for the Super Valentine. Nice. <laughs> I think a lot of users were hoping someone would come along and show them show them the way. The peanuts way. Now you've done that. I'm going to move on to the Flintstones. Oh. I got a Flintstones track picked out too, actually. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, go on. Sega Master System. 
Okay, this is going to be interesting. I almost should do my Flintstones track next after this, but all right. Okay. Yeah, but I won't. This is the title track and the original composer. This is the theme. Uh Uh-huh. And it is credited to Hoyt Curtin. Okay. The Flintstones. Sega Master System. Stones, meet the Flintstones. Sega like Master System. It's funny. This is um so different than the version that I'm gonna play. <laughs> but do you have some crazy jazz Flintstones version? Yeah, up? yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a rock version. It's got this. kind of got this rock beat to it, you know? Yes. I'm, I'm going to play I'm, I'm going to play mine next cuz it's Okay. Oh, shoot, I forgot. Do you want to really quickly before I play mine? Well, okay, let me play mine and then we'll talk about your other tracks from the last episode. All right. We got to get back into that. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? What? It almost sounds like a, like one of those greeting cards. Oh yeah, you yeah, know when yeah, you yeah. open them and they make the music. Right, 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 right. All right, I I, I actually want to. Um, I'm, I wasn't going to play this ne- next, but I think I will because you played this, and I think it'd be a good comparison. Okay. Actually, I'll just go right into this. I have a track here from the Flintstones. Hold on a second here. Um, it's from uh, the Flintstones, the surprise at Dinosaur Peak for the Nintendo Entertainment System, which is actually a very rare game for the Nintendo, and it goes for a lot of money. Um, so I think that the name of... The, okay, so, all right. I think... I'm not sure, but I think the composer is Hideki Takahagi, or the arranger, that is. Um but I, I credited, okay, so credited is S. Takahagi, which might actually be Hideki Takahagi, and uh, also M. Ogata, and the, the M could stand for Masafumi, perhaps. So M. Ogata and S. Takahagi are the arrangers of this. This is the title screen music, and it is the title, it is the Flintstones theme from the TV show, but it, it's funny because yours has this kind of rock sound to it. This one is kind of this 
a little more of a, I would say, refined, but kind of jazzy, spritzy kind of sound to it. And I think it um, it, it kind of reflects our tastes, actually, in a oh, way, okay. you know, nice, in a funny nice. way, you know. So, um, yeah, I think this is a good one to compare it to. Okay, so this is, this is the Flintstones theme. This is the title screen from the Flintstones, the surprise at Dinosaur Peak uh, for, for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, yeah, title screen. Here we go. You know, it's like, um, it's so funny how different that version was than your version, you know? I mean, your version was kind of, kind of crude and robust, you know? Yes. Very bearded. A very bearded, bearded. version. Mine was sort of delicate and, uh, and it's, it's, and, and kind of, you know, there's, listen to this. Here we go again. They kind of play with the, the, the rhythm a little bit. Not the rhythm, but the... the, the. Listen to the, um... Like, the other voice. Dun-dun-dun! I like that right there. Ooh! I love that end where it goes... It, it kind of slides those notes in. Dun-dun-dun-dun! You know, it kind of slides them in, you know? It's... To me, this track sounds like it was crafted by very dainty hands yeah whereas yeah. <laughs> mine it was just slabbed Sla- together, slabbed by together. Just, yeah with with, an, with anvils and sledgehammers yeah it's so fu- i think it's so funny the difference <laughs> between these two you know it's so funny but also what's kind of cool about this track is that to me this is a really cool arrangement of this of the flintstone song and it, i think it sounds cooler than the original flintstone song you know I love those kind of what are those kind of cool accents, you know? And then listen to the listen to the harmony voice. It's like kind of just doing all kinds of crazy stuff here. Yeah, I like how the end. There's like a little bit of a drum roll too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. One more time, one more time. Do you want to mention one of your tracks again? From the other one? Let's play some music. I can't do it. Okay, you're right. You're right. And you know what? Actually, I have a good track. My next track will be a good track for you to do it over, actually. Okay. Because it's another classical piece. So anyway, all right. Let's Uh, go to what's going to your track. Your new, your this current track. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with another track from the Earthworm Jim series. And I'm going to go with Earthworm Jim 1, Uh Sega Genesis. I think I know where you're going with this. What the heck? 
Yeah, so that's this is the level that takes place in hell. Yes. And so I think it's supposed to be hell. And um and and so part of it is actually part of it is legit actually. Yes, exactly. Half of it it's just the beginning of it that is adapted really, right. you know. Right. That's fair enough. Jim, Sega Genesis. What the heck? It's Tommy Tallarico. Yes. But this P, this p- part of this track. Night on Bald Mount. Night on Bald Mountain. By Modest Petrovich Mazorski. Mm-hmm. And um, this track is actually almost not legal for this episode. You know right, what I mean? Right. Right. Because most of it is. I mean, you got about about thirty seconds of it is. You know this night on Bald Mountain. Yes, but most of it is actually this. I I like this just track actually. This is like an elevator track, you know. Well, with that, while while people are, I think it's supposed to be. I think the idea behind it is that it's elevator music in hell. Like it would in hell, the music that would be playing is elevator music because perhaps Tommy Tallarico right. thinks that elevator music is hellish. You know, me, I mean, it's, it's heavenly if you ask me. But this is legal, actually. You don't recognize some of those? Turn it up. Hold on. (laughs) 
Friday the 13th. You don't recognize that? That's Nightmare on Elm Street 4. <laughs> right there. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, this next one is... That's Rambo. <laughs> Rambo. That was John Rambo himself. <laughs> so, that was David Caruso in Rambo. So, I actually like this track. I think this track is good. It's a good elevator tra- track, you know? But, um... You know, I guess people would be... The idea is that people would dislike this music so much, maybe, that they would be screaming. Yes. And, oh, that's part of it. You're just uh-huh. stuck in... Stuck in that hell, and this is elevator music. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, this is this is an original track for the most part. Yeah. But, well, the first yeah. part. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it all goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Up next, we're going to hear from... We're going to hear more classical music, okay? This is from a, a gambling game. Found about found out about this from the gambling episode. This is from... Um, you know what? I got to say, actually, I'm a little bit unsure about that track being legal for this episode. Why? I almost, well, no, I almost feel like that track is two tracks, actually. And but, the Night on Bald Mountain is is one... is is like that's the legal part and that's the part you would play but it, and then, it's all part of the same track i can't it's not, i can't split the two tracks and in the level it's it's all, true it's all together it's true yet in strider the levels are composed of different comprised of different music tracks you know? historically historically i have played more illegal tracks than you on the podcast. Yes, definitely, yes. And I think it would be hysterical if I somehow <laughs> inadvertently managed to play an illegal Wait, track. Historical the, or hysterical? Hyster- oh, yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if I you, managed to play a, an illegal track illegal on track, this. Illegal, inadvertently. You know what? Actually, fair enough. In the tradition of the Legacy Music Hour <laughs> and the Rob F. Switch Legacy, <laughs> I think maybe, yeah, we do leave it. Because I, I was actually almost thinking to myself that you know, perhaps it's just that part that we should be playing, you know what I mean? Because sure, it almost sounds sure. like two tracks. It's almost like a record. They change records, actually. They're, they're playing the Night on Ball Mountain first. It's, they stop the record. They put on this elevator music instead, yeah. which is original track. Right. And really kind of, that's not really legal That that for this episode, that, that elevator music. It's almost like just that part of this track is what should have been played. But you know what? In tradition, the legacy continues. Very good. Yeah. All right, so the gambling episode. Okay, so this is okay. So this is a, a gambling game. Um, <clears throat> I think it's like another. It's a pachinko type game. I think it's called Jisen Pachi Slot Hisoho Two, and um, this game is so funny. The music, at least. Um, I don't know what the game is like. Actually, I do know a little bit of what the game is like. I've seen the credits to this game. Uh, okay, let me first talk about who the composers are. Not the composers, but the arrangers. Uh, the arrangers are, and I had to do some serious work to figure out who the names of these people. Um, the arrangers are Okamura Shitsla. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nickname, though, Shitsla. Oh. Okay. Uh, you sure you're pronouncing that right? Yeah, I think so. Shitsla. Well, it's a, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, another arranger slash composer of this or whatever, Seeking Employment. 
Okay, that's another one. Okay. Um, and then the, the last one here is Tsutomu Okuma. All right. Um, now, this this game is so funny because it has all these classical songs or these cla- these has all these classical pieces but they're remixed and they're they're all popped out and by pop popped out i mean they're pop versions of these classical pieces it's they're really funny they put these kind of backbeats on them you know and it sounds so funny to me and then there's also reggae where they regify classical pieces mm, also so regify. there's like reggae versions of classical pieces and i almost want to play those because they're funny um because they're these reggae versions of classical pieces of music I might give you a little taste at one point at the end, just a little snippet, just so you can hear what I'm talking about because it's so funny. But um, but aside from those popped out versions, though, there are um, these uh, uh, the the there's also just straight up piano pieces programmed into the into the game, also just straight up solo piano, also. And um, one of those piano pieces I heard, and I hadn't heard before in my life. Um, I knew it must have been a, a classical piece because it sounds like a classical piece of music, but I'd never heard it before. And I'm gonna, even though it's not very unique as far as it being in an adapted version of something, um, I, it, I, I, I really like this piece of music a lot, and I learned about it in the same way I did with the, uh, the that 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 Japanese piece. Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't have found out about this piece of music if it wasn't for the listening to this game soundtrack. Right, you know. Right. So this, it turned out. I, I could tell by the style. I thought if I had to guess, this sounds like a Claude Debussy uh, piece of music, and I was right. And I listened to. I was listening. I just kind of listened through some of the Debussy catalog of music, and I I finally found the title of this piece, which is Doctor Gradus Ad Parnassum. That's the name of the piece from Children's Corner, which is a collection of pieces. And uh, it's a really nice piece, and the composer is Claude Debussy. And uh, I don't know where this plays in the game, but um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to hear from Jason Pachi Slot Hisoho 2 for the Super Famicom.
was music from Claude Debussy, Dr. Gradus Ad Parnassum from Children's Corner on 91.5 KMZT, whatever, I don't know. Um, that was uh, music from Jason Pachi Slot Hisoho 2. Um, and uh, that was, um, I don't know where that was in the game, but um, yeah, I guess programmed for the, programmed into this game by uh, Okamura Shitsla. That's a, that's the nickname of Okamura. I don't know. Seeking employment and Sutomu Sutomu Okuma. Yeah. And uh, at first, I couldn't tell who, what composer this was, but there's certain parts of it that just sound so Debussy to me. And I'm surprised I'd never even heard of this piece before because Debussy is one of my favorite classical composers of all time you know okay. but um I love this piece though it's so good it's so good you know right it's beautiful I mean this part right here doesn't sound that Debussy to me but later it just gets really Debussy -y. Right here. This is when I knew it was Debussy. This is Debussy all the way. Debussy all the way right here. That's some... That's... Class, that was classic... Classic Debussy right there. Hmm. <laughs> and this is so nice right here. So so sophisticated for his time, you know. I just I feel like DBC was way ahead of his time, you know. He's good. He's really good. This is a good piece. So, um anyway, yeah, learning learning about classical music through video game music. Kind of. Yeah. It's an educational episode on KLMH. And before Oh, this part's so good right here. This is so good right here. This is so... This is... And then, and one thing before we get, we got to get to Lord of the Sword. Okay. Okay. But one thing real quick, I got to play you. I got to play you guys. Uh, you got to hear this because it's so funny to me. You got to, I just want to give you snippets from this game of these popped out songs. You know, there's, it's so funny to me. You just got to hear these songs. Look, like, just check these out. This is just so ridiculous. Watch this. Check this out. I mean, come on, you know? That is so funny to me, right? Right? So that's that's an example nice. of that, or like stuff like this, you know? <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, you know? It's so funny, right? It's reggae. Dun, 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 dun. 
But it's reggae, though. It's reggae. I mean, that is just ridiculous to me, you know? This is from this game, you know? <laughs> Listen to these beats. It's so funny, you know? Right? It's and like then, a functified search again. It's just so funny how they regified stuff, too, you know? It's just ridiculous, you know? I just think it's just ridiculous, you know? I just think it's ridiculous, okay. Alright, I just, anyway, I just wanted to, uh, share that. I had to just share those snippets, because they're just so funny to me, you know? But anyway, alright, let's, 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 uh, set the mood here, and Ooh, let's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get into this whole Lord of the Sword <laughs> business over here. Yeah, not gotta really, know about Lord of the Sword. I kind of feel you should play one of those other tracks for Lord of the Sword. Really? That's nah, kinda, nah, that, that was nah. my... Yeah. reasoning for it given that it was December right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a very special day in December everyone was was, was it was it, it's Christmas yeah Christmas okay so I felt I had to somehow acknowledge that oh you mean you're talking about the Lord the Lord right okay. of the sword of the sword or of of you know, all mankind, if, if that's what you subscribe to. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the Lord of Sword, I thought, is very appropriate. Huh. Let me sneak that track in there. Huh. You see? It didn't even really have to do anything with the music. Yeah, okay. But that was it. Okay. <laughs> Are you disappointed? <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> you know what it's like? You know what it's like right now? It's like I opened up a gift that I wasn't that thrilled about, and I'm still trying to make the best of it, you know? You know what I mean? It was almost this is that was your Christmas gift to me, was was Lord of the Sword and the, the explanation for Lord of the Sword, and I just didn't. Miracle Warriors was a, a Christmas miracle. Really, the miracle of Christmas? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, now I'm now I'm liking it more actually. The fact that there was two of them. Go on. There was more Christmas theme stuff. Um. No. Then the next. I think the next one was the Darren Deluxe. That you got. Yeah. You just played that. The reasoning was Darren Deluxe. Right. Okay. Oh, the Arquista's Ring track. It was, uh, well, this one was a bit of a stretch, but I figured the, the, the Hobbit was, was going to be released. <laughs> right? <laughs> Now, Lord, that, now that I like, Lord I like of, Lord of the Rings, but it's Arquista's ring. <laughs> okay, now that I like, I like because it's a stretch. You know, <laughs> the, the, the more stretched out it is, the more stretched out the connection is, the more I'm into it. Actually, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, those are all your tracks. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, there, there were actually there was some reasoning behind that. Yeah, it was actually not so. Well, I told you, I told you there wasn't anything profound. No, in, but that's about it. It is profound in a way. Yeah, fair enough. There it is. Good. Unveiled. Mystery unveiled. Re mystery solved. Mystery solved, yeah. Okay. I'm going to be closing up my set with a Game Boy track. Game Boy. Game Boy. Mm -hmm. Oh, me too. Get out of town. And my last track is a Game Boy track also. My last track is going to be from WWF Superstars. Mm. Now, I was this close 
Look at this. This close. How close is that? That's just a little pinch. That close from making every single one of my tracks today professional wrestling tracks. Really? Really? Big fan. Wow. Big fan. Wow. But, but I didn't want to do that. Why? Did not want to, I wanted to mix it up a little bit. And plus, it's, you know, especially with these episodes being once sure, a month now. Sure, sure. But I had to sneak one in. Yeah, okay. Well, of course. So, this is Ultimate Warrior theme. Okay. WWF Superstars, Game Boy, the original composer for this iconic track. <laughs> this is just a track that a generation can identify with mm -hmm. it. This, this track was composed by Jim Johnston, famed WWE composer. And I think adapted for the uh, game boy by none other than who you tell me, <laughs> you tell me David wise. It's very fitting that mm -hmm. I end my, my, my set mm -hmm. with a double, with a WWE track. For wise, wise, ye. <laughs> I mean, you mean, yeah, but it's WWF, though. Oh, so wise, wise. F. F. Switch. Hey, F. 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 Wise, switch. Wise, 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 F. Switch. Very good. There you go. Ultimate Warrior theme song. WWF Superstars, composer Jim Johnson. And I don't even know, I don't know wrestling, you know, I'm not into that, you know, I don't know about it. <laughs> I know, you've made that very clear but, so many times. And yet, this track still has the David Wise stamp on it, though, somehow. Okay. It just sounds like David Wise, even right, though it's right. not his composition. Listen to that. It sounds like David Wise still, you know? And, and, uh, Gabe was mentioning that it kind of sounds like Battletoads, too, kind of, you know? Which was David Wise, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about this stuff, and I don't want to. Why not? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't. What would you rather go to? Would you rather go to, to, Chip, to Chippendales in Chip, Las Vegas? I was going to sure. say that, yes. No. I, no, I was serious. Chippendales in Las Vegas or front row at WrestleMania. I would go to Chip and Dale's, and I know that sounds weird, but mm -hmm. it's not. It just I think I would find it funnier. But I, look, don't get me wrong, though. I would like to go to WrestleMania. I would check it out. I think that'd be interesting. Okay. I, I, th I think it'd be an interesting experience. Okay. I'm not opposed to knowing about it. You know? I think that'd be a cultural experience, you know, going to a WrestleMania show. Yes. yes. A WrestleMania show. 
Yes, uh, I think it'd be I think it'd be really in, um, entertaining going to a WrestleMania performance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd yeah. be very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would enjoy yourself. There's some good, they, there's some good, good acting, good performances. Mm-hmm, you know, so. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a th- I, I like going to the theater. Yeah, you like the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a theater goer, so I would love going to WrestleMania. Actually, <laughs> do when you go in, do they give you a playbill? And they give you the little opera glasses as well. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and then there's an intermission. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's a projector, and they do the the, uh, the translation for you. Uh huh. There's a deaf, a deaf translator, right? Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's trans, the translator. She translates all, all all the hearing impaired. Yeah. The um, body slams and headlocks. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. All right. So, um, I have a Game Boy track lined up here as well. Uh, if uh, from the game Kid Dracula. Okay. So this is a um, this is kind of a, a remake and a sequel to the Famicom game uh, Akumaju Special or whatever it's called. It's a it's basically Kid Dracula. It's the Kid Dracula game for the Famicom. It's a remake of it for the Game Boy and and a sequel to it, as I I think. And um, we're gonna hear Stage Two, which is uh, another Claude Debussy track. So for me, Claude Debussy was really made his way into this uh, set list here. Um, I kind of feel like I feel like Japanese. I feel like Japanese people like Debussy. Actually, you know, doesn't it seem that way. I don't know. Seems like Debussy is popular in Japan. Uh, the music is arranged for the Game Boy by uh, Akiko Ito, and he definitely puts, or he or she definitely puts, uh, their spin on this piece. By, by Claude Debussy. The piece is Gollywog's Cakewalk, which, you know, that actually might be from Children's Corner as well, actually. But um, Gollywog's Cakewalk is the name of the original piece by Claude Debussy. This is stage two from Kid Dracula for the Game Boy. Kid Dracula, Stage 2, music uh, arranged and adapted by Akiko Ito from uh, Claude Debussy's Gollywog's Cakewalk. And uh, I like this this rendition a lot because it's, um, I love this echoey thing here. Uh, well, coming up here, this is like this echoey part here. It's, it sounds really cool. That's That sounds so cool to me. What? I like that a lot. Yeah. And uh, I like how the rhythm kind of picks up in the in the middle, and 
Uh, this 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 is cool. This is this is really cool. Coming up right here. Listen, this, this kind of makes me want to jog. You know. I like that a lot. Yeah. That part's awesome right there. I think that part's so cool right there. So. Anyway, yeah. Kid Dracula. Cloud ABC. Cloud ABC making his mark. Um, uh, you know, uh, significantly over this episode. So, um, that almost brings us to the end of our episode. Yes. Um, but there's a couple... One thing... One thing we I want to do... Or I, you, I didn't tell you about this, but, but did you get a chance to listen to... Okay. This, uh, one of our users slash staff members submitted a VGM karaoke song yes. to us. Did you get a chance to listen to it? I heard. I heard. <laughs> I mean, I think especially you would uh, like who, it. Who was doing the, the high notes? I really like those. I think it's all her. Okay, so here's the thing. Here, I'm actually going to... Let's, let's go ahead and fade this out now, actually. Um, so, Keyglyph. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is, she's, she's the one who puts together our, the mixtapes for our episodes. Um, and you can check those out every other week. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but she submitted a VGM karaoke song. And for some reason, the, the production quality on this, it, it, it sounds, it sounds really good to me. I, I don't know. It's just like, it's, I think it's because she doubled or tripled up on her voice and that kind of made it somehow made it sound higher production value. But anyway, it's from uh, the music is from streets of rage, uh, the good ending, or actually, I can't remember if it's Streets of Rage two or if it's Streets of Rage Streets of Rage one, but you'll know for sure, right? Um, and uh, the good ending, and this is a song she wrote, uh, wrote the lyrics to, and it's called Pluto Baby. Okay, and I thought we would play it on the episode. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, you know, kind of just, you know, so it's a monthly show. Let's go go let's, out with the bang. You let's know, go crazy. And um, and we've never and she's submitted VGM karaoke songs to us in the past and uh, we we weren't either weren't the podcast wasn't running anymore or whatever but I think it's always nice to uh, feature at least one of these VGM karaoke submissions uh, or at least one from a from a user on an episode so this is um, so yeah this is called Pluto Baby and it's a song about Pluto mm-hmm. okay and um, yeah here we go let's 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 check it out. This is from from user Keyglyph. You arrived on the scene in the 30s, early February. Everyone took you under wing, but 2005 changed everything. I don't care what they say. Sweet little baby, it was never complete. 
ancient namesake has concurred To let you guard your own underworld You'll be waiting with the final laugh When the next planet gets asked I don't care what they say That's Keyglyph. It's hot. With uh, it's a hot track. Pluto Baby. Good ending. Good ending. No yeah. Doubt. Good, ending. good ending. Pluto Baby. Good, good ending. And uh, I like that that kind of little da 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 vamp at the end, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Not a vamp, but you know, whatever that fade out. I like that fade out. Um, that song's catchy, actually. You know. I think we had a hit on our hands. I was. I was. You know, when I heard it, I it got stuck in my head pretty quickly, actually. So uh, thank you for submitting that. Beautiful. <laughs> um, and that's that. Okay. Goodbye. You had me going there for a second. Really? I thought, but of course not. Um, all right. So uh, for a full track listing, check out LegacyMusicHour.com. Uh, you can comment there and you can, whatever, you can create discussion. You can also email us at legacymusichour at gmail.com call us or text us 281-SONIC-91 please and uh, you can go to the Facebook page which is I, I don't know what, what the just google it Legacy Music Hour search Facebook on Facebook <laughs> yeah and search it on Facebook Legacy Music Hour like us and like it and you could and there's also just you can find out you know there's there, we post all the episodes there and we also post other VGM karaoke submissions as well there um, and uh, also you can to help spread the word about the podcast you can go to iTunes and you can um, rate the podcast there and or if you want you can even write a review and that helps i think uh get uh, helps spread the the podcast um and uh so i think that's it so for next week's episode or next 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 month's month's. episode um i think we'll just go back to the free play format or um i'm toying with the idea personally i haven't talked to you about it about doing another elevator episode Mm. but i don't know we'll talk about it probably be a free play Mm. right um and uh and i think that's it right anything else to mention that's all thank you once again to keegler for these gifts and um and for the vgm karaoke and uh um and thank you to uh to studio trevor for hosting us once again (laughs) um that was a round of applause yeah yeah sure sure (laughs) so um all right i think that's it right yes okay so uh we're gonna close it out with a classic adapted piece of music here classic a classic shot you know where i'm going with this what would be a classic does anybody have a guess on something that would just be an obvious cover to play 
Old McDonald had a farm <laughs> from Golden Axe Three. <laughs> no, Old McDonald had a farm from McDonald's Magical Adventure <laughs> Treasure Treasure Adventure for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, but it'd be a, a Old McDonald's a, jazz, a jazzy version. Be jazzy. No, um, anybody have a guess here at all? No. What? Oh, Ducktales. Someone. Yeah. Okay. Gabe says Ducktales. Okay. No, not Ducktales, but Goonies Two for the no, Nintendo Entertainment right, System. Right, right. You know, this is a classic. This is one of the classics. About that in the last episode, yeah, mentioned a, that. It's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Um, so this is um, good enough. So the Goonies are good enough, or whatever. This is the main theme in the game, or the starting area music in in the game, Goonies Two for the Nintendo. Um, and, uh, but, uh, and it was arranged for the Nintendo for, by Satoi Terashima, who did the music to Castlevania, or half the music to Castlevania. And, um, the original music is by Cindy Lauper, uh, Stephen Broughton, Lunt, or Lunt, uh, and Arthur Steed, or Stead. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the song from the movie. So, this is Goonies 2. This is a good track. And it, it, this is, um, this kind of has its own version. This is kind of a, it does its own thing too. So uh, it's not, I mean, it's not just a straight conversion. Um, okay, that's it. I think that's it. So um, yeah, my name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. Switchblade. Our engineer is Gabe Castro. The name of the program is the Legacy Music Hour. Thank you for listening.